This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. I've entitled this episode, Let's Not Go Backwards. Chances that a biology teacher is an advocate for evolution? One in four. I saw that statistic just the other day. How can that be? I can't imagine a biology teacher not being an advocate for evolution. I studied biology in high school over 50 years ago, almost 60, I guess. All these years, I thought that biology, evolution, and life were somehow connected. Evolution had to do with the way life began. My teacher taught evolution. I made it to my retirement years with the thought that evolution, discovered using the scientific method, was rudimentary to all progress. It was an accepted truth that only a few reclusive old folk would deny. What happened? When I was a kid, my thoughts included ideas that when these old people die off, we will be left with only people who have been educated to rely on the scientific method and all that it offers. Now that I'm one of these older people, and I read, hear, and see things in the press that seem completely out of sync, shocking, to say the least, it's like we're going backwards in time, drifting back to the dark ages. We pick up the paper and read about global warming, and that over 95% of all scientists agree that it's a major problem that demands our attention. And yet we debate or even ignore the problem? What's happening? I saw where a biologist, who is also a politician, was the leading spokesman for an anti-climate change in the great state of Minnesota. Then I followed the article on to see that his degree in biology came from a noted Bible college. I have a feeling that he would also be numbered among one of the 5% who deny evolution. In my darker moments, I sometimes wish these purveyors of anti-science could be denied all scientific advancements. They would not be able to get vaccinations, operations, refrigerated food, medical treatment by MDs, or magical little pills from drug companies. They would be denied flights on airplanes, driving a car, or using their iPhone. This condition could be applied for only a short time, just long enough to teach someone a lesson. It isn't easy making it through life. We see things and hear things that seem absurd to us. The rejection of selective scientific thought and the reliance on selective religious faith is one with which I have a hard time. Then there's the perversion of language that seems to accompany the rejection of science and reason. We use words to distort and confuse. Fair and balanced to describe a news program that any rational person knows is not fair and balanced. We could talk about people who favor allowing abortions or those who are opposed to abortion, but we have invented the labels free to choose and right to life. 
Now, what is that all about? Who could be opposed to allowing people the right to choose or allowing people the right to life? The phrases cloud the issue rather than clarify. Confusion is intended and achieved. Today, we see the same battle over the words Medicare or Social Security or raising taxes or death panels. We see people reformulating the meaning of words to suit themselves. They disguise their intentions. One of my favorite perversions of the language has to do with the use of the phrase declaring war. Is it war or isn't it? How can people bomb cities, kill people by the thousands, send soldiers into other countries, but not admit that war is the correct word? How does that work? Then there's the battle over the word torture. We all know what torture is, especially when it comes to waterboarding, yet people have nerve enough to dispute it. How can we talk to one another? Then there's the acceptance by the Supreme Court that corporations have the same rights as people. How can that be taken seriously? This is a perversion of the language and the law. I've been pushed over the edge just when I thought we were coming together in our trust of the scientific method and a life based on reason. We drifted, drifted. Sometimes I think we changed course completely. Maybe I need to head back to the classroom, but I think that might be taking it a step too far. I think of the Three Stooges and the practical use of the dope slap. That always seemed to straighten out the obviously stupid. Hmm, now if I could think of a way. Here's a suggestion for retired people. Our knowledge of history seems to be needed now more than ever. We have to have more conversations with our grandchildren or people of younger generations. We need to pass it on. This is Retirement Time with something to think about. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, please contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.